1: let's begin.
0: Welcome, everybody. Monday, July 2020. Good to have you here. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. We're so grateful to have you as our listener. Of course, we are saying each and every week, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. I'm really excited about today's hot topic. We have joining us Again, Gwen Muse Evans. She is president and CEO of GEM Enterprises. And also joining us is Anthony Flynn, who is from Work Faith Connection. So excited to have both of them. There's so much going on in the news. Occupying the television is the problem. We want to get from the problem of what we have going on in America to the solution. And Anthony is president of WorkFaith Connection, president CEO. I'm really excited to get him on the podcast to talk about what he is doing and making a difference and what you can do. So you want to stay tuned to the Hot Topic segment later on the podcast. We're proud to be a part of the Industry Syndicate.com. You can go see a whole bunch of podcast. A lot of it's on the origination side, but it's got some great content. encourage you to be checking out mortgagemedia.com. We're part of both of these organizations, and we're thrilled to be getting the word out by every means possible. We thank you so much for all of you for what you are doing to help tell others about our podcast. The digital human day in the mortgage industry I spoke about on July 14th, it really took off and went so well. I want to give a shout out to Shashank, Shakar, who has also been a guest on our podcast, one of our more active downloaded one on an ongoing basis. He is the founder and president of Arcus Blending. He was a featured podcast on February 11 2019. Go back and listen to that. But he is the first mortgage company in the United States to sign up and utilize the first digital human. Get you excited? It should get you excited. Go back and check out the podcast we did with the folks at Unique Company that is working with the most advanced company in digital human and artificial intelligence and how it can help leverage your humans with digital humans. Very exciting. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, Rob Van Raphorst and his segment. You're going to get that in just a minute, but I want to say to the MBA, thanks for all your leadership you're bringing during this time. The Mortgage Bankers Association has canceled all conferences, but there will be a virtual conference. They are canceled all in-person conferences, so the conferences are now going to be virtual. Check it out, CMB program that's there, as well as check out Mortgage Action Alliance. I'm really excited about what Mortgage Action Alliance is and how we can have our voice heard in D.C., Finastra is another one of our sponsors, has Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution automatically addressing compliance issues and bringing a whole lot of new innovation to the industry. Also, Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative, these two cooperatives, do a great job of bringing together lenders and vendors and creating meaningful relationships as well as the Community Mortgage Lenders of America. They do a great job of helping independent mortgage bankers have their voice heard. They work closely with the MBA. I love how they work in concert with each other. As well as Indicom, they do a great job of outsource solutions. If you're looking for a solution, check out Indicom I N D E C O M M dot com. Incelerate, this company helps lenders close more loans with an engaging your borrowers and prospects with bringing a perspective that is just not like you're going to find anywhere else out. there. check incelerate.com, go to our website, look at our lending, check out all our sponsors, as well as Ainsworth Advisors. I'm thrilled to announce that Gwen Muse Evans is joining us, is our newest Board of Advisors. Good to have Gwen joining us, as well as Artificial Intelligence AI Assist. They do a great job using artificial intelligence, helping you connect with the borrowers. It's just so much going on in this space. You need to check out some of these sponsors. We're very selective in who we allow to be on our podcast as a sponsor. Check out Celebrity Home Loans, as well as Knowledge Group, as well as Mobility RE and Modex, Powerful Tools, as well as Surf at Velma and Vidyard. Check out all of the sponsors and our sponsorship page on the Lickin' and Lending podcast. Folks, good to have you here and joining us today, July 20th, on the Hot Topics segment. And if anyone listening to the news, we all are aware that we have a problem in the country. We all know that the problem represents a lot of inequities and equalities that need to get addressed. But the question is, getting past the problem and getting to a solution. And our youngest daughter, Christina, just graduated from Baylor, got married, moved to Houston, and she was looking for a job. And she found this company called Work Faith Connection. And she was so excited to get a part of it to be a part of because she wants to be a part of a solution. And we started hearing work-faith connection, hmm, got to pay attention to this, started looking at it. And I was so impressed with the program. And of course, when I get impressed with something, I want to get behind it, partly because it's our daughter's first job and working in the professional marketplace. But as I looked at it more, I go, that's good. But take a look at what this is. This is a solution for mortgage lenders, for anybody. It's not just for mortgage lenders, it's for anyone in the marketplace that is looking to be a part of the solution and not just protesting the problem. So I invited Anthony to join us, Anthony Flynn, who is the person who heads up the Work-Faith Connection. And joining me on the podcast today is someone I have just come to respect, adore, become a dear friend is Gwen Muse? Gwen was Senior Vice President, Chief Risk Officer for the Credit Portfolio Management a Single Family Business at Fannie Mae. And we're very excited to have both of them joining. Gwen, good to have you here. We'll start off with you.
2: Well, thank you, David, and hello, Anthony, and I'm excited to
0: be here today
2: and really appreciate the invitation to be part of the podcast. And you've kind of already primed it. You know, we've, of course, had some really deep conversations about everything happening in the world, right? And we've just right. got so much negative stuff around us with coronavirus and protests and unrest and decisions about what are we going to do about the kids going back to school. And, and I started thinking about our industry because as I've been at this a long time. We've been really blessed as an industry. We're doing yeah. fabulous. We've got low rates. We are still dealing with record volume. Most of us are non-essential, so we've been able to be protected Protected and work from home. We're getting better as an industry at doing this remote thing. As I've mentioned on your prior podcast, some of my clients that are a little behind the curve on digital processing and automated processes really felt some pain when we went to these stay-at-home orders, but people have quickly sprinted to catch up. And so we're getting better, we're getting stronger. And, and as an industry, we have been challenged previously. If you have been around a couple of decades, remember the issues that we had with finding good underwriters. And so that's got us started as an industry. And now we've had to go even further to be able to open our our brains and not limit ourselves in terms of the resources that we bring in. But the other thing that we've seen as an industry is that we're an aging industry. And so we've been saying (laughs) for decades uh, that we need to get in, uh, build the pipeline. We've got to get younger people in here. We've got to start to build the talent for the future. And I'm I'm happy to know that there are some organizations that are doing that and that's good, but I think that we need to do more. And so I'm, excited that Anthony's here with us today to talk about work-faith connections. And I really challenge everybody who's listening and all of us as an industry, let's expand our focus and let's find ways that we can be creative as we identify additional resources and identify other ways that we can expand our workforce. And so that's pretty much all I wanted to say. I just kind of wanted to save a lot well, of time for Anthony you.
0: to talk to us. I want you to join in on that. By the way, for those of you who did not yeah. catch Gwen's initial interview with us, it was on April 20th of this year, 2020. Be sure to go back and listen to it. It's a great interview. And we're going to also be interviewing her again for the On Leadership Podcast. That's one that's coming up. Very excited. to Connect her with our listening audience in a more meaningful way. Let's get Anthony on. Anthony, so good to have you joining us. And what are, I'm just, uh, every once in a while you meet someone and you just connect with them, like I connect with Gwen, same thing with you. There's something
1: so powerful about you. But
0: Anthony, it's good to have you here,
1: friend. Appreciate you. Well, David, it's an absolute honor to be with you and Gwen, thank you for your words, and I look forward to sharing more about the Work-Faith Connection. Thanks for having me
0: yeah I'm really glad to have you here, and I should say you are the CEO of a WorkFaith Connection based in Houston, Texas, but you're taking this viral, and so I want to just I want to go back to Gwen real quickly. Gwen, just for those listeners that don't know, you give us a little bit of background of what GME is and what you're doing to make a difference in in the marketplace because it relates to what we're going to do as we start talking uh with Anthony. Yeah, so thank you,
3: David.
2: So, um, we are a management consulting and professional services firm, and we do business with many of folks who are you know, probably on the call. And so we, we do things like due diligence reviews, seller service or approval support, regulatory compliance reviews, lots of risk management, disaster risk management, and just helping predominantly mortgage banking entities to address issues. So in some cases there have been audits and issues from Fannie or Freddie where they need somebody to come in and help them to right the ship, but also to help people in the beginning who are interested in yeah. becoming approved of seller servicers. We also will do Gini Mae compliance reviews, so kind of risk management, operations management, and housing finance advisory services. And a lot of what we do looks at the culture of organizations. And so as we're asking the questions and why I'm kind of excited today is because I've been hearing and feeling the pain and struggling and trying to figure out how are we going to deal with this volume? It's a good problem to have. But the other side of the coin is that while you're drinking from a fire hose, you're often not focused on the future. And that's how we kind of caught on our heels a little bit where we haven't moved on the digital curve to the extent that we could. And then we also haven't done as much as we can around building our workforce for the future. And so the other thing that Uh, GME Enterprises does is we do quite a bit in financial literacy and what we actually call financial Mm -hmm. empowerment. And so we do home buyer education counseling. And unfortunately, we're actually right now doing a lot of foreclosure prevention counseling. And with that, what we are trying to do, and we're really urging others to just spread the word about the relief programs that are out there. Now we're getting Mm -hmm. kind of toward the end of the forbearance periods, but there are a lot of people that had no clue that that was even available to them. And so it is important still for us to help people understand the options that they have and the flexibilities for those who are homeowners, because we really do want to make sure people are able to stay in their homes. And so we do uh, quite a bit of work in that space
0: as well.
4: That's good.
0: (laughs) Dave, this is exactly my passion. I love my business. I love what I'm doing. But what Work Faith Connection is about is where my passion is. I am so excited. So, Anthony, I love you, brother. You just, your energy every time, you just light up. Every time I get around you, I just feel like I stuck my finger in a light socket. You're a leadership coach. And then recently, you took on the role and responsibility of a CEO, and you're bringing great vision. And what's exciting is how you're expanding this. Before we get into Work-Faith Connection, just connect our audience a little bit with you
1: and what you're doing. Well, well, let me start by saying the mission of this organization is so important to me, which by the way, our mission is to provide faith-based training and coaching. For anyone desiring long-term employment and it really stems from my personal background of being born to a teenage mother in poverty in memphis tennessee and of course spent many years in communities that represent a number of the statistics that the media tries to portray around african americans gangs violence crime etc but i was blessed david to be able to matriculate out of poverty driven gang driven communities and become a college graduate which is a rarity Uh, for a kid coming Mm -hmm. from a background like mine i spent a little time in corporate america uh, and decided at an early age that i wasn't about profit that i was more about purpose i don't mind having a profit (laughs) by any means but purpose was important to me and so i've devoted the last 20 years of my life really serving in the marketplace but with a healthy blend of nonprofit work and business you also are an executive coach are you not yes i i spend a lot of time working with high capacity ceos and executives uh, it ranges from Fortune 500 companies down to uh, entrepreneurs of small businesses. Uh, you name it, I've spent time doing it. I work with a lot of professional athletes, entertainers, et cetera. So uh, I, I keep my hands on a number of fires, but the work that's happening at WorkFaith means everything to me. And so it's an honor for me to take the reins and really power this organization forward.
0: I'm excited about it and excited about what you bring. So let's get into WorkFaith Connection. Tell us about it, how it started, how, what was the original vision, and, and then now the vision is you're expanding it to take it virtually, literally, to every place in the nation. So
1: give us a little insight. Absolutely. The organization was founded now 14 years ago my great friend sandy schultz was the original ceo of the organization she spent 13 years in the trenches moving the organization forward and the intent upon founding the organization was to really serve people who are having difficulties you know getting back on their feet people who are overcoming addiction people coming out of prison but about a third of the population represents stay home moms as an example we have decided that after raising their children that they want to reenter the workforce and so it's a healthy blend but primarily the organization was founded with a mission to serve those who are having trouble getting back on their feet and reentering the workforce and so
0: when you're talking about helping them get on their feet get into the workforce talk a little bit about what you do. My daughter works in the part of the organization that works with volunteers. And I want to give one of our clients, NRL, there in Houston, a real shout out. I love these guys. I love what they're doing, what they stand for. They're doing, they're so community minded. And they heard about this and they just said, Dave, we want to sign up. Who do we talk to? And not only are they signing up to volunteer, their employees are volunteering to get into the program and is to train the people coming into the program that need the leadership, needing the mentorship, needing the skills. They're going to come in and alongside those people and train them and provide them the skills. Then on the other side, they're also going to be involved in hiring people out of that organization, out of Work Faith Connection, because they see this as a great place to source great talent. And what better way to help people? make a great living than in the mortgage industry? And you do not, Well, it's preferably that you do have a a college education, always recommend that, but how many people are making a really, really good income without a college education in the mortgage industry? So I think it's just outstanding. So talk about how do you identify the people that come into the program,
1: Anthony? So there are a couple of variables. A number of people actually self-select because of the reputation of the organization. Many people hear about us there are also community partners and even companies that refer us to people who are looking to make that transition. On the other hand, we have a number of relationships with employer partners and community partners where we proactively go after relationships for people who are looking to make that transition. And I want to be clear about something. A lot of times when we hear about people getting back on their feet, honestly, we think about only, if you will, the downtrodden or the. Yeah. sometimes you put a label on people as a less than label, but... Very candidly, David, uh, I recently saw the profile of an individual who came through our training and on the other side of what we call our boot camp, this individual is earning almost $200,000 a year. So this is a white-collar individual who has resurrected his career due to overcoming uh, a drug addiction, and he is back on his feet, and he's making an incredible difference for a major corporation in the marketplace. And so I just want to be clear that our options vary from the entry-level person all the way up to the higher six-figure person who's looking to make that transition. Also, those we serve don't necessarily have to have a a major, major barrier. In other words, a a barrier could literally be someone who is confused about where they are, they're looking for purpose, uh, and so they come to us. We provide a faith-based, rigorous curriculum that they go through on the front end, and then, of course, we turn them over to a pool of coaches. So we actually have full-time coaches on board who will walk with people to help them facilitate their purposeful process for what they want to do uh, in the marketplace. So, Gwen, jump
0: in here, because I know this fits right down the middle of your passion here. Comment and questions for Anthony about the program. Help help us out.
2: So if you hadn't touched on it, Anthony, I was going to ask you to, because one of the things that – I really was super impressed with the, with the program. It, it's a continuum of support. So it's not just the training and it's not just the hiring, but it's the coaching that continues after being hired. And as we all know that, particularly if we're talking about entry-level jobs or job changes, so there's points of frustration in the process. And so it's not always easy to turn to a coworker and you definitely don't necessarily want to turn to a, your boss. And so I thought that that aspect of the program was uh, one that is uh, above others, right, in terms of the continued coaching post-hire that's provided. Anthony, if you wouldn't mind, I wanted to ask if you could just touch on that
1: a little bit more. Absolutely. Candidly, one of the points of emphasis upon me coming on board for the organization was to put more emphasis around the coaching element. I think for the first 13 years, the organization was known more for the boot camp which was an eight-day process where people would come through in a classroom environment and they would receive faith-based training with a variety of aspects that would help prepare them to go back to work. What I noticed was the very thing you said, Gwen, was that there was an opportunity for us to really elevate the importance and the significance of the coaching aspect. So my philosophy was, if we can put more of a hands-on approach in place Because people need individual support, especially those who are overcoming some of the challenges and barriers that they're overcoming. You can't put them in a generic classroom, per se, and expect everybody to just catch everything you throw at them. So by adding more concentration on the coaching side of things, it allows us to individualize support for each person coming through the process. And so our goal, right, is not just to help people find a job, but it's to help them actually keep And sustain a career long term. And so that one-on-one connection is a huge part of it. That's good.
0: Yeah. There's
2: one other segment that I wanted to just highlight selfishly. This is another kind of an area of passion for me, and that's veterans. And so we, we definitely have had veterans who I think everybody knows are actually very highly skilled and very well trained but often have transition challenges segue into mainstream employment. And so I, I also just kind of the, the transition support again, and in, in a sense, career changing, if you will, is another very strong area for the Work-Faith Connection that I, I wanted to
1: highlight. Yeah, a- Absolutely absolutely career changing is a huge part of what we do and again it goes back to the importance and relevance of that one-on-one coaching because sometimes people don't even know what their next move is because they haven't really taken a step back to assess who they are their identity what their passions are they've really never pulled the car off to the side of the road as a metaphor right to really examine what their next move should be and so we have people on our team as well as our volunteer community we have a number of Incredible volunteers who've decided to step up and give their time, talent, and treasures to support those who are walking through this process.
0: Talk about that commitment. And then, Alice, I'm going to come to you, then Andy, and uh, get around to each of you that are regulars on here that are still dialed in. You're saying
1: talk about the commitment from a volunteer vantage point?
0: Yes, the volunteer standpoint. Sure, sure.
1: Well, our volunteer team is remarkable. As you stated, your daughter, Christina, is one of those unique personalities that works in our volunteer community. And uh, there are a variety of ways for people to get involved. You can be involved for as little as an hour a month, or it it ranges all the way down to people who decide that they want to actually provide that ongoing coaching and development for those who come through our process. So I highly encourage anyone who's considering volunteering to reach out. You can log on to our website, workfaith.org, and there you can easily sign up. Our team is very proactive at getting back to people. We respond expeditiously. And so uh, for anyone of interest, by all means, don't hesitate to go to our website, uh, you can actually click on a tab for volunteers, and there, enter your data and information, and we will respond accordingly.
0: That is outstanding. And I'm on your website, so it's workfaithconnection.org. And get a load of these statistics, listeners. This is just amazing. 78% employment rate of the graduates. That's outstanding. 60% are employed within 90 days of graduating. In other words, they're getting jobs quickly. 72% are still employed a year later, and 52% are employed a year later at the same employer. These are amazing statistics kudos to the whole organization for achieving that. And you're taking this virtually, but we're going to go to virtual in just a minute. But Alice Alvey, get on in and ask some questions. I know what I love about Union Home Mortgage, Alice, what you guys are doing is you're bringing in the next generation. How far we can go into that by also drawing on this community of graduates this program. Your thoughts, questions?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm very interested. love it, Anthony. We do have Union Home Foundation. I should say Bill does. And then as partners at Union Home Mortgage, we all participate. We love volunteerism. So thank you for giving us that direction that we can go on your website and look at, see what we can do there. But I know our foundation, I'm sure others who might be listening, love collaboration because one of our pillars is education. I love what you do. So my first question is, if you guys get interested, collaborate with other nonprofits. And then the other one is, I'd love to know a little bit about that timeline coming out of rehab, um, familiar with that process, with some close friends who've gone through that process, and uh, then the support that someone needs coming out of those programs, then into your program. So a little background there would be interesting, too. Thank you.
1: Sure. Uh, To the question, we do collaborate with a number of other nonprofits. In fact, it's intentional for us because we don't primarily service uh, certain demographics via many of the needs. So we look to provide wraparound services for many of the people who come through our process. And so, for example, if someone is overcoming a drug addiction and they need rehab, we're not a rehab center. We help provide faith-based training and coaching to help them get back into the workforce, but they need support from a rehab center to help them as they're working through their addiction, right, as an example. So we want to collaborate with organizations that provide that type of support, knowing that they can send them to us and, of course, we can in turn send them back uh, to them. And we share the responsibility as a community for helping these individuals get to a place of health so that they can live sustainable lives. Uh, and so that's our intention uh, as an organization also uh, again i want to the second point that was relative to the question was we are very sensitive to the fact that those who are coming to us are many of them at least are still battling uh, certain challenges and so that's where the coaching is so important because during the screening process right we don't want to send for example someone to an employer that employer makes a hire. And of course, the hire we referred is not actually truly ready uh, to transition into the workforce. So internally on our team, that's where the one-on-one coaching is so vitally important because we do spend a lot of time analyzing where the candidate is, the type of support he or she needs. And from there, we can provide outsourcing options to that individual or to those individuals so that, again, we can prepare them for Their next move into the workforce.
0: Yeah, I've been looking over some of the statistics. Also, getting a lot of questions coming in. So, Andy Shell, we're going to go over to you for comments, questions, and then we're going to get to some of our listeners' comments that are coming in and uh, questions that they have. Andy.
4: Okay. Thanks. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Gwen. So, I'm more directed toward Anthony, I think, with my question, but Gwen may be able to support it based on her relationship with some lenders. So, when we think about mortgage lending, it's a very, very fast-paced industry where a lot of times people are thrown to the wolves and Throwing into the sharks and hope they swim <laughs> fast. Most companies don't have an ally for that. They don't have a good training platform. And on the servicing side, though, there's a lot more structure and a lot more definition of positions. And so I'm thinking that if there's a way to take an individual, Anthony, that you have identified that is capable and with a good attitude but not opportunity so far, to connect them with a large mortgage servicer and then help them transition into some of the the, the initial kind of first step into mortgage lending servicing functions, they could then learn more learn what a note is, a deed is, and then eventually maybe go into processing. But if, if you were to support that transition, do you have the ability or the capability to provide industry-specific training or is it more broad-based training like show up on time? And to help me understand how that would work.
1: Yep, yeah, great question. So that is, I think, part of their request for bringing me on board was to really help accelerate our growth and prepare us for scale and so that is a next phase of our organization where we start to work in specific verticals obviously with this opportunity being presented to us one of the verticals we do want to consider is this mortgage space and so what would have to happen is we partner and collaborate with a few companies where we come together and actually design a training that's a little bit more specific for the industry i can tell you that one of the first things I did, I started on March 16th, the same day they shut down New York, Washington, and Oregon State. Uh, and so that didn't stop us. So I said, hey, let's call out <laughs> to all of our alumni over the course of the last 13 years. And we had over 3,000 people to actually respond to us. Wow. So we have a pipeline of talent, of people who've graduated, who've gone through our process, and who are prepared now because they have so many years of experience they're actually prepared to make transitions into opportunities like this. So the next phase for us is to begin looking at specific verticals in industries so that we can collaborate. And so we would love uh, to have some additional dialogue around how we can partner with the mortgage business and really take our training to the next level.
2: Yeah. And and kind of the way that you phrased it earlier in terms of servicing, it's it's kind of more where you can break up the pieces and train. And quite frankly, it's a more commodity type. So from a a training and kind of quickly bringing people on board, we've been more successful. But we also like there's a number of organizations that are doing some really good um, work around building courses so we can build internships for more for college students and high school students to learn the business and, and for us to break it up. And again, processors, the, the role itself has changed over the years, but really just kind of looking at the, the customer and client service people that are entry-level on the front end, even in origination, the processors and, and even entry-level jobs in some of the compliance functions, those are the things that we need to do a, a little bit more work to build those out, but it's happening. So I'm really impressed. With some of the programs that are out there already, and I think those are the types of things that we need to connect with work-based connection, and,
0: and that could actually supplement building the tracks.
4: No, great point. Thanks, Gwen. Thanks, Anthony.
0: As we wrap this up, and I cannot believe we're gone. this this quickly, but talk briefly about how you're taking this to the nation on a virtual basis. How can this program work in D.C. and Gwen's backyard and Seattle and
1: L.A. and everything in between? Absolutely. So, of course, again, I started on March 16th, so obviously right in the middle of the COVID (laughs) crisis. So one of my first responsibilities, I felt, was to make sure we were still prepared to serve as people who needed our support. And so we immediately began to redesign our infrastructure so that we could, in fact, provide virtual training. In 13 years, we hadn't had that type of history before, but within 90 days, we were prepared. And so we've actually already hosted five virtual boot camps. We're actually preparing for our sixth class. And again, we're already starting to pursue specific verticals that we can provide training for. So we're excited now to be able to offer What we do to the world, literally, uh, anyone can come onto our website, uh, actually enter their data, their information, uh, and boom, off to the races they go. They're in our class, getting our training, and from there, we can put them into our coaching pipeline and help prepare them for the next move. That is so good. There's so much to
0: this. Folks, the best way to learn more about it is go to workfaith.org or workfaithconnection.org and read all about it on the website. Get in touch about how you can volunteer as well as how you can hire people out of this program, the graduates, and bring them into your company. It's just so, so important. We're looking for so much talent. And how important it is, listeners, Then not only are we looking for talent, good talent, talent that's been trained and mentored through an organization like this, but then have the social satisfaction of realizing what a difference we're making in our communities by bringing in people that wouldn't have it otherwise even be aware of the mortgage industry, much less have a shot. And then you think about them working in the mortgage industry, they're seeing other people's financials, they're seeing how someone bought a home, and they go, I think I could too. I think there's so much that can come from this. So I'm very, very excited about it. I'm so thrilled that my daughter, Christina, got involved in this and uh, that we led us to meeting you, Anthony. And then when I shared it with Gwen, she got so excited. So I really appreciate both of you coming to the mic today and talking about this. And we've just barely cracked the lid on it. So we need to continue
1: more. So, Anthony, we're going to have you back. And if we have you back, Gwen, you're coming back as well. Love Thanks it. for having us. Appreciate it. We, we look forward you. to it. Thank you so much for having us. You bet,
0: Anthony. I think a very important message at a very timely place in our history in America. So thank you both very much. Next week, we've got Vince Parlev coming in from United Wholesale. Vince is just such a long-standing friend. I actually met him through Alice Alvey years ago. I love this guy. He just vibrates. What these guys do. To maintain service levels is a lesson for us all. He is one of the best in the industry. Appreciate you being here and telling others about this podcast. Be sure to come back next week. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, as well as the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, Indicom Accelerate, Ainsworth Advisors, as well as Mobility RE, Modex, and all the other sponsors. Check them out on our website. We appreciate you. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.